0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Unto the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Weather update. Mm-hmm. Let's beautiful, hear it. Beautiful weather the last few days in Los Angeles. Sure. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung and I'll say this. Yesterday was a scorcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have Do you have spring fever yet? Uh, I do have a little bit of spring fever but I've yeah. been taking generic claritin. Oh okay. And that has helped. Do you think claritin would uh would help me? What what's happened to me with
2: R E spring fever, uh my standards have just lowered and I will fuck anything.
1: Really? Will will Claritin clear that up? Uh, you're gonna want to go with Allegro, which is also mm. uh, which is also recommended for playoff fever. If okay. you have playoff fever at all?
2: <laughs> what should I do about my Harry Potter mania? <laughs> <laughs> because the last movie you're came gonna... out, and I don't know what to do with myself.
1: When, when, when you're talking about a mania, you're gonna have to see a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're muggle friendly. <laughs> the... What is a muggle?
2: That's uh in the world of Harry it... Potter, that's like a human. What? Yeah. They're called. That's just a word for human. I think it's like human? a human. It's like a slur. Wait,
1: that's a word for human.
2: <laughs> yes, that's really. a word for
1: human. in the Well, I think it's world. like a
2: slur. I think the wizards call humans muggles. You know, like we would call an Italian a wop or something. What? You know, like you and <laughs> I would. We would call. Well, if they didn't
1: have, if they were without papers, we would be forced to call <laughs> <Sure>. them that. <laughs> so wait, so. So it's like an ironic thing that they're always saying "Muggle," the the Harry Potter enthusiasts. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how. How
2: would they say it?
1: Oh, we're a bunch of Muggles. Yeah, they probably. Yeah, right. Yeah, isn't that what they say? It's their word, Jesse. They're Thomas, taking. They're
2: taking it back.
1: Thomas, our intern who's on the boards today, is they making can call, a very deeply committed yeah. not.
2: They can call themselves that, but you cannot call them that. I can't call them that. No, Muggles can call themselves Muggles. <laughs> Yes, he has wizards
1: you <laughs> see speaking of wizards okay let 's introduce let 's introduce our guest uh, into the program um, of course you know him for his many roles on stage and screen. you know his voice from various television programs. most recently, you know him as one of the stars of your pretty face is going to hell on the television network Adult Swim. Uh, Mr. Dennis Snyder. It sounds so
3: fancy when you say the television network. Adults, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> the block of right. uh, vulgar programming. <laughs> Played between 2 and 5.30 in the morning. The alarmingly
2: <laughs> successful. Indeed, yes. <laughs>
3: You might In realize, spite of everything. Yeah. Continuingly
2: continually successful. You might r- recognize him as uh, as someone from the uh, connective tissue that holds together Slim Jim commercials. <laughs> the internet-only Tidy Cat campaign, that's the voice of Zinger's cat. <laughs> this, this week... Is that a real credit? <laughs> can I... Um, Fired. This, no, from that. <laughs> can we... Can we talk to Zinger? Is, <laughs> Zinger? is Zinger here with us now? Said the world's greatest
1: interviewer. I, I do have some one thing to say about wizards. Yeah. Um, which is, I just read on my way, uh, right before I left, I read that a top Iranian official made a speech this week warning that Jews are masters of sorcery and they use this power in our in our world today. He found out.
2: <laughs> yeah. What what are some examples of Jew magic?
1: Yeah. Oh man. I uh they gave well for one thing, they gave Mark Maron his compelling backstory. Okay. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. The corned
2: that. beef at Cantor's, yeah, it, right guys. Uh, the corns I mean, are really yeah. good.
1: That, that's a
3: that's... How do you get lean? <laughs> <laughs> at Langer's over here. Uh... Yeah,
1: absolutely. I just thought that was I just, sorcery. I just love the idea of any group of people being capable of sorcery. Yeah,
2: because it's <laughs> the idea that they made some sort of pact. Like how? Why? Why does their religion give them magic? I wonder. Probably Jesse, explain this racist s- thinking to me. Something
1: yeah. about the dark Toled. magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right>?
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, I had an inappropriate laugh at something horrible on the way over here. <laughs> uh, I was just listening to, uh, Weekend Edition and there was a, um, there was a story about Syria maybe having chemical weapons, but the, um, person talking about it pronounced it chemical weapons. <laughs> Uh, Were they from New Zealand or something? <laughs> I, I don't know where the actual. Probably a regional accent. They,
1: <laughs> they could kill thousands. <laughs>
2: um, but they, it makes it sound more fun. It makes chemical weapons seem less yeah. threatening if we just call them chemical weapons. Weapons,
3: like a chemical
2: tear or something. Uh,
3: right. We made these chemical weapons.
1: Uh,
2: you, we so you, you cry help, you sarin cry. gas. But exactly,
1: right. <laughs> Wait, so yours Chemically is induced chemical, tears. Weepins, W-E-E-P-I-N- chemical weepins, w e p i n that's right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right, yeah,
1: <laughs> yours is what comes chemical out of a weepin. child's doll
3: yeah. for <laughs> movies, they use it for movies and stuff, when they have to cry, they spray a little, uh, you know, for the heartfelt tears,
2: <laughs> um, so yeah. What do you think is a bigger threat, Jewish wizards or chemical weapons? <laughs> well, they're both
1: definitely real. Sure. <laughs> oh wow, that is a tough. That is a tough decision. I think I would prefer to hang out with mm-hmm. Jewish wizards. Right. Yeah. When it comes down to it. Yeah, right. I
3: said mustard on the side. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Boing. <laughs> Look
2: now. <laughs> oh, it's on the side. <laughs> Maybe maybe you wonder why women are so bosomy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not natural. It's not natural.
1: <laughs> so Danny, your suggestion <laughs> is that- is that the Jewish people's sorcerers, they're, presumably there's like a sorcerer class. That's my sure. assumption. Oh, it's okay. Not just... I'm
3: thinking everyone is. So oh. there's, there's there's the 1%, like
1: lame. No, I think it's like... And then the all-powerful. I think it's like the rabbis who are allowed to certify things as kosher or okay. not kosher. It's like a group of <laughs> high trained... Reb Nachum, the sorcerer. Yes. Here
3: in Anatevka, <laughs> we, we have as, our types.
1: As with the kosher-checking rabbis, you imagine that these people are deployed primarily to delicatessens. I'm
3: <laughs> saying not primarily, just some it's of them. It's within yeah. their purview.
1: It's within their purview. They handle delicatessens. That's right. uh, ta- among uh, other. certainly delicatessens. Tailor-made clothes. Uh, 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 can
3: you take these pants in? Voing. Oh, <laughs> they fit perfectly. Of course they do. <laughs> mm, you're not lying.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, when, uh, when, when, we saw, when we last saw Dana Snyder... It mm. was in San Diego, California sure. at uh, Comic-Con. Oh, which yeah, is, that's right. Comic-Con is an annual comic book conference mm-hmm. or <laughs> convocation. Sure. Uh, a, it's a and, configuration of comic books. Yes. <laughs> It's an annual consternation sure. of comic books when we got booted off the stage of the uh, WB stage somewhat unexpectedly because yeah. we we and other people on the stage had never been told that we were supposed to be working G. Sure. Um, and yeah. Dana, did and you a- make it onto the stage? No, no I was you back were our scheduled talking guest. to the uh, uh,
3: engineer guy. <laughs> and he kept saying like, "Oh, they're not going to like that one." Uh. <laughs> and then this woman kept running back like, "What? Why did I talk? Oh, come on, guys. Really? <laughs> really?" What? Who told them to say that up there? <laughs> oh yeah, and then they'd say something the other guy. Ah, they're really not gonna like that
2: one. <laughs> and then she came. But over to be a little, fair, someone did point. tell us to say everything we had. said. Yeah,
1: we yeah. were just going by the script that yeah. they had handed us. The approved script they had
2: they wrote you. all those cunnilingus <laughs> jokes that we made.
1: We were just doing our appreciation of Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> sure, that they had written out for us. To be
2: uh,
3: to be fair, the thing that your other guest up there had said that got that was the this one was that Scott got it Simpson booted. i believe oh, scott yeah. simpson was there with us yeah i didn't find offensive and what did anyway. he say he they were talking you guys were talking about what san diego was like and he's like yeah if you had to like combine the image of san diego it would be <laughs> like a dune buggy filled with date rape drugs <laughs> he's like that's it that date ra- rape really Rape, not like a rape joke. Like, you're like, oh, a date rape drug is a little different. Yeah. That. The dune buggy is not a rapist. Yeah. She hates dune buggies. Whatever that sure. Warner Brothers lady
1: What did he say the crest for San Diego would be? It was like a flip-flop rampant on a field of volleyball. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the problem with Scott Simpson was too funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were really bothered by that. Well, we're, gl- we're glad that you weren't put yeah. off our program. <laughs> By the fact yeah. that we had scheduled you to appear on our <laughs> on our corporate
3: nightmare, I was uh, busy loading my cargo pants with free chips and waters.
2: <laughs> while you guys were, uh, as soon as the plug was pulled, I ran to the tent. And- <laughs> so you probably, I mean, you probably, you probably made it out there with like eight bucks worth of pop chips. Oh, easily. It's okay. So you or two bags. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> Not a waste of a day for you. Mm-hmm. Pop chips are expensive.
2: They're very expensive
1: <laughs> because they don't, you know, they don't make them in standard, you know they don't get to benefit from economies of scale. It's a sort of That's right. Operation. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. There's a lot of craft that
1: goes into those pop chips. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
0: <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. And I'm Data Snyder, a Jewish wizard sorcerer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, our show this week brought to you in part by Marin on IFC. Always on, slightly off. There's an all-new episode of Mark Marin's TV
2: show this Friday at 10 p.m. on IFC. And it's a fictionalized l-
1: version of Mark's life as a comedian and podcaster. Possibly including a fictionalized pr- uh, version of our producer, Brian Fernandez. <laughs> I have yeah. not I have not asked Mark about that yet, but... Um, Because I don't want to destroy the magic in case it isn't a fictionalized version of our producer, Brian Fernandez, who used to work with Mark as his intern. But there is a bumbling intern character, and that's Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sonny D. Anyway, uh, Fridays, 10, 9 Central on IFC. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse Goh. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm
3: Dana Snyder, uh... A Jewish sorcerer expert. <laughs> I'm not an expert in the sorcerers. I'm more an expert in Jewish sorcery.
2: Okay. Just like, so like, not magical particular effects, sorcerers, Jewish but like, familiars. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: Most of, most of whom have been to the Magic Ca- – are members of the Magic Castle. Oh, okay. It's a secret uh...
2: – <laughs> I would have thought a Magic Castle would have been restricted. That's right. No, no, no. <laughs> they started it. It's okay. own, like – it's a
3: secret
1: club within a secret club. Wow. Okay. No, I'm really it. excited about the idea. Do, can a, you can only have a familiar if you are a sorcerer, sorcerer, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what the magical rules of the familiar are.
2: I think vampires have them too. I'd have to convert. To Judaism,
1: Judaism and sorcery.
2: Well, can you have a Gentile sorcerer? <laughs> Do you or think that's why agnostic friend, sorcerer, our friend Claude brodesser achner Oh yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, our friend Claude brodesser achner was an adult convert to Judaism, mm. um, and uh, uh, among other things, had a let's just say rabbinical surgery as an adult, sure, um, quite impressively. Mm. Uh, which he presented as because of his love of both God and his and his wife. Mm-hmm. But I think it might have been to become a sorcerer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so is the penile sheath what's holding in the magic? Yeah. Into... Hard to say. Yeah. Tough to say. But it. But this familiar thing would explain why he's always followed by a talking matzo ball. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was an optical illusion. <laughs> nope, that's uh pure magic. He manifested it from his brain. Um I have been uh, since since last week's program, mm-hmm. which we actually recorded 2 weeks ago. Yeah. I have spent a lot of time thinking about Phil Elverum's gambling game Wadlord. Yeah. Should we, we
2: – let's explain this for Dana or someone who might Please. not have heard.
1: So, Dana, Phil Elverum is a, an indie rock star who was a guest on our program, a very nice and uh, talented man. He makes very beautiful music. Okay. But his primary social interest is gambling. Nice. And specifically <laughs> gambling in back alleys behind clubs against oh, other what? indie rock singers. Okay. <laughs> I I now imagine – That it's just like Devendra Bandhart, (laughs) Jim James. Sure. Just just all just hanging out in alleys shooting dice at all times that they're (laughs) not on stage. So carrying on a long, uh, noble tradition of back alley uh,
3: crap games and things behind during the old, uh, you know. A ca- a
2: Captain rock and roll Captain days,
3: B part so,
2: Right, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Having cockfights. Your go-to
1: is Captain B part. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Thinking of what's the earliest indie rock thing. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. It's sort of like that. Um, so Phil is, you know, he, he'll shoot dice, et cetera, but his real passion is something called Wadlord, which... <laughs> He, if he didn't, if he didn't provide the seed of it, he certainly nurtured it into the, <laughs> into the grand bloom that it is today. Wadlord? Wadlord. Okay. So here's how it works. And Phil was kind enough to post a lot of points of clarification Ooh. on our forum this week <laughs> because he has really invested in the growth of Wadlord.
2: Yeah, I thought, I thought. I I don't know what it it was at the time. I thought when he was explaining Wadlord it was some, like, bit that maybe he was just coming up with off the top of his head, but... If it was, he has since flushed it out, and now it's, there are okay, complicated instructions. genius. Yes. So there
1: were some questions about Wadlord on our forum mm-hmm. from people like – we have a listener named Ken Roberts who's mm-hmm. an p- actual professional gambler, plays poker in like the World Series of Poker and stuff, and he's interested in knowing more about <laughs> Wadlord. So these people like this are posting some questions just as half in jest. Mm-hmm. First, someone posts and says, I've played a lot of Wadlord with Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he is really intense about it. Here are some blah, blah, blah. Then Phil comes in, reg- you know, he has to register on the forum, et cetera, et cetera, posts a big list of clarifications. But here's the basic rules of Wadlord there's a g- group of people playing together, of whom one is designated the Wadlord. He is okay. wearing a beard. He's, got yes. he's wearing a false beard. He's the wearing biggest... a false beard. No,
3: really? This no. is the, he's got the most part of Wadlord. The most cash.
2: Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, someone has... That, that comes later. We're but, getting but, to but, that. But yeah. Oh, a, okay. Yeah. So someone literally has a fake beard on. Yes. Okay. That's, the wa- okay. that's the Wadlord. Okay. All right. So... Each... Apart from that, there's nothing to sell for this <laughs> game. So to make this profitable, there needs to right. be an item. Wadlord
1: yeah. beard. A, so an
2: official Wadlord beard. It
1: can't just be a Jewish sorcerer's beard <laughs> or a... <laughs> no. so. He gives – so the different people who are playing – well, let's say there's six people playing Wadlord. Each of those six people gives the Wadlord some money from their wallet and doesn't let the other people see how much money they've given the, the Wadlord. Okay. It can be any amount, any denomination. Okay? The Wadlord then takes all this money together and forms a Wad. Right? People can inspect the Wad, but they cannot look inside the Wad. And so we're
3: talking he's got the pile of bills folded in half
1: like your classic, like, rubber band man style. We're in business, baby. Like a street <laughs> right.
3: Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: Okay. So, and that's also something. Did we talk about, have we talked about that yet on Jordan Jesse Go, my obsession with the lyrics of Rubber Band Man by the Spinners? No. Next segment. Okay. <laughs> so, so the Wad Lord has the beard and the wad. Everyone writes down how much money they think is in the wad. Okay. And their name on a piece of paper gives it to the wad lord. Whoever gets closest to the actual total amount of money gets to keep the whole wad. Now, here's what, you, here's what maybe is going through your head. Why don't you just give a, put in a dollar?
3: No, but it's you could like, if you put secretly in, put in two hundred dollar bills in the middle and if everyone thinks, yeah. oh, there's only like five right. bills there, but you're like, ha ha ha.
1: Sure. Exactly. So there is a strong impetus okay. to essentially bully the other participants by being a person who carries too much cash. Right. <laughs> so if you happen to be the kind of guy that carries four hundred dollars cash, and part of this is these guys are on tour, so right. they do they yes, are exactly. often carrying Constantly a lot of cash. cash. Yeah. Right. So the it is a bully's game. <laughs> God, that's beautiful. Yeah, I really want to get into some. It's Roslords. like a high stakes game
2: of like mafia.
1: It seems like it seems like what's there's mafia. Is that the one where you scratch the palm people's palm?
2: Uh, yeah, I think there's a palm or scratching like a, element oh, no, to that, it. There's, what's the assassin one where you blink?
3: If you're the assassin, you blink. No, you're dead. You're dead. You gotta oh, figure out shit. who the guy is. I'm like, dead now. You know, you <laughs> sit around
2: in a circle. Yeah, but it seems like there is a kind of a psychological element to it. To kind of playing dumb. And yeah, the fake out.
1: Phil agreed, and. One, maybe even two other people posted in the forum who had played with Phil. Everyone agreed that Phil is a terror to play at this game, <laughs> because he is unafraid to put hundreds of dollars into the wad. It seems like, yeah, this is
2: this would bring up a lot of like class issues. You know, it's like yes. it feels like it is a game version of like. You know, when you go to when you you when you're like out to eat with a big group and like yeah, some right. people are like, "Oh, let's have a couple of drinks first. Let's round to appetizers who wants dessert?" And then, you know, you can really tell who is pinching their pennies and who's not between, you know. And it feels like you are kind of forcing the people mm-hmm. who aren't, you know, as high on the yeah, hog right, right. into your appetizer after into dinner espresso life lifestyle. So I yeah, have, it seems like the game version of that. I have a question about that. Now okay.
3: Everyone writes down secretly how much they think is in there. Yeah. Okay. So he could just plop down like five crisp one thousand dollar bills and be like, "It's five thousand and
1: forty two dollars, guys." Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. If he puts five thousand dollars in there, sure, he he has dramatically improved his odds of winning. But if someone sees that in his eyes, sure, and gets it he's right, gonna lose 5, they could have put in a one dollar n- yeah. and take home five thousand dollars. <laughs> That's what makes <laughs> L- Wadlord so amazing! <laughs>
2: wow. Do you think at Max FunCon this year we're going to have a lot of like kind of hush hush games of Wadlord going on? I think there's going to be a
1: lot of Wadlord at Max FunCon. Yeah, I mean, especially because here's the thing: uh, the games
2: don't seem like they last long enough, right? Because you, the idea is putting in all yeah, you of put your money, money, right? In, like,
3: so you the money in, like, it's a five-minute situation. the guy with
1: the beard's like, "All right." No, I mean, if you Lucius, you won. If you're carrying a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You don't have to put it all in. Okay. So you're going to be – okay. I thought part of it was putting in whatever was in your wallet. No. The okay. strategy involved is okay. how much are you going to put in. Yeah. Do
2: you think Do you think it would be more fun if there were sexual penalties? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know if I would want to do it with the other guys in my band. Yeah. <laughs> A bunch of sweaty guys who've been on the road sure. for 25 days. And that's not fair, actually. Phil of- actually came here with uh, two pretty indie rock ladies who were in his p- current band. Sure. So, it's probably. Um, uh, sexual penalty. I mean, what are we talking about? Like one week impotence? <laughs> are yeah. we talking about sorcery type penalties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having to have sex with a talking
2: matzo ball. <laughs> My <laughs> turn. It's
3: matzo's time.
2: Oh.
1: Why did, finally, why did we agree to these finally, sexual penalties? <laughs> finally, I'm learning what it is to feel a man's touch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is more I'm, thrilling than that time I was in soup. <laughs> yeah.
0: Typically, Our I soup am orally stimulated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I, I love Wadlord and what's great about Wadlord is it's now in my pantheon mm-hmm. of games invented by entertainers with too much time on their hands mm-hmm. <laughs> along with uh Jordan Peel from Key and Peel uh invented he said he came over to my house to do uh bullseye a year year and a half ago when when uh, Kean Peel was just starting and Sat down at my dining room table, proceeded to, almost apropos of nothing, we were having a perfectly pleasant conversation, (laughs) lead me into the details of this card game that he has invented where you're a Hollywood mogul and you have to put together stars and green light pictures and see if you make, earn money or lose money on budgets that he has invented and made completely himself. Wow. And plays with friends at his house.
2: I guess there's also uh, Andy Daly's Mustache TV. That's exactly
1: what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Mustache TV is a game invented by our friend Andy Daly, mm-hmm. the brilliant uh, the brilliant comedian, possibly the funniest person, mm-hmm. um, who has a new television show coming to Comedy Central, by the way. Yeah. And um, Andy Daly <laughs> has this game. There's a rule book and a mustache. And you put the mustache on your television... And then when the mustache lands on something oh. that occurs on television, you get a certain number of points based on the rule book. <laughs> wow. And it turns any – he particularly reco- – he says he particularly recommends it for sporting events and for election night. Because <laughs> election night can get long and slow and dull. But yeah. if there's a mustache at any moment – Throw a mustache in there. Uh, yeah. Game changer. Exactly. <laughs> G.C. Game
2: changed. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like, I mean, it seems like it would be good for our brand to have a signature game. I mean, I feel like we're kind of on the, you know, I don't think we can claim Wadlord as our own, even though, you know, I think we probably let America know about it. Right. Uh,
3: You're responsible for yeah. America knowing what right. Wadlord sure. is. Right, sure.
2: We're like, yeah. It's like Ed Sullivan didn't invent the Beatles, <laughs> yeah. but. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but I feel like I don't have, I don't have the kind of patience and kind of nerd obsessiveness to come up with the rules of a game so i I I think i would just be like oh you run to a fire hydrant and then like you know scream your favorite sylvester stallone movie." can our
1: game just be stratomatic baseball (laughs) what's that it's where you roll dice and you have baseball players on your team okay it's like fantasy baseball from from nineteen sixty seven. Oh boy,
3: that we you know like pre print, pre printed die right? Yeah, you get like a card. Ah, uh, yeah. Get,
1: you have a card that says like if you roll a six and a three, that's a home run for yeah, Phil right. Plantier. Yeah,
3: ah, uh, I think I remember that. That yeah. was a real thing, right? That was a real thing. Yeah. There was
1: also I also had All Star Baseball, which had round cards and a spinner. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing about Stratomatic is with All Star Baseball, it doesn't matter who's pitching. In later versions of All Star Baseball, sure. they had pitcher overlays. They got bored.
2: I personally, I I would like to see
1: more things with the omatic suffix. It seems oh, absolutely! Like that has been, that has gone out the window, right? Yeah. Is there already something called a podomatic? I don't know. What's we that? Could, that would just be something to make your own podcast, yeah. right? It can't. And our slogan could be: It can't help but be as good as Jordan Jesse. Go <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and almost certainly just just by the virtue of existing, no format, no problem <laughs> <Right>. Tripodomatic.
3: <coughs> I feel like all the Omatics have been replaced now with eyes, yeah like the i home yeah. thing like it sounds too so
2: so you're saying that that the they should rebrand the iphone the phonomatic phonomatic yeah music omatic m p three omatic,
1: yeah, you know what. I think we go a different direction with this. Hmm. Here's my pitch to you guys. We're podcasters, right? So we replace the I with P. Okay. So it's like the, you know, the P something. The P mic. P shoes. P shoes. When sure. <laughs> well, you're doing
3: P-shoes. podcasts, you got to get
2: yourself some P shoes. <laughs> <for laughs>
3: slip on so they make no noise when you walk around the microphone.
1: <laughs> you got to get some P
2: shoes. Oh, so this is like, this is not. <laughs> Have you tried P drink? This yeah. is not. These aren't, These aren't shoes that. That distribute podcasts, but they are shoes. This is like apparel it's a for piece of podcasting. Equipment when you're podcasting, the oh. money is oh, yeah. in
1: accessories. Sure, if it's like it's a, as with Star Wars and George Lucas keeping the rights to the toys, mm-hmm. that's what we're essentially doing with podcasting. We're keeping the rights to the toys. So, so JJ Abrams markets, can just come in here and do Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Look, if there can be a add two, some lens flares, if there <laughs> can be a two hundred million dollar blue collar comedy theme park. We are leaving merchandising money on the table. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, is there a blue-collar comedy theme park? Oh, absolutely. I didn't know that. Either but. just opened or was just announced. Yeah. Six flags. Six over flags over. over, over, over Larry the I cable don't know. Yeah, right. Over yeah. Larry the Cable guy. Six flags over Larry the Cable guy. <laughs> that's uh, fun. Do you that's... think? Do you think Ron White ever like gets gets a check from the blue-collar comedy thing and he's like, huh weird cuz I'm funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like when you have that much money coming in off something it it the you stop thinking about where it's coming from, you know? You just like it seems I think I bet it just turns into a reality. Like right. showers periodic showers of money.
1: Right. It's just it's just your sort of your day-to-day is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it's it's it doesn't even register. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like how when Pee Wee Herman gets up in the morning and he goes through that whole Rube Goldberg operation to get a pancake. Sure. It doesn't even occur to him, like, that's I just could just pour the, battery, <laughs> the batter in the pan and that's how I could get a pancake. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Ron White and uh, and uh, Blue Collar checks. Can I ask you a quick question, by the way, about pancakes? Please. I've been reading – spent a lot of time reading with my son. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, to establish a
1: lifelong love of learning. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that one day he will go to community college. Oh, that's, that's, (laughs) or at the very least, the learning (laughs) ad. Sure. You want him to get into TV VCR repair,
2: right? (laughs) Sure. Well, those things are always breaking. Sure. They are.
3: Especially now. The later they go on, they're not making them anymore. Yeah. Breakdowns will only be more and more frequent as time goes on. Sure. And
1: more and more lucrative. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I must watch Hudson Hawk. (laughs) (laughs) There is currently no DVD of Stopper My Mom Will Shoot. (laughs) I need to watch Curly Sue. (laughs) Um, So... I've been reading "In the Night Kitchen" a mm-hmm. lot with my son, sure. uh, which is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. You, you, we've talked about "In the Night Kitchen" at some point. Yeah, right? I
2: mean, I guess I mainly know it from it being that book that libraries were throwing out because it had a dong in it.
1: It does have a dong. It has a lot of dong. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever read *In the Night Kitchen*, Dana? No. It's a Maurice Sendak book. Are you sure
2: you're not just reading uh, the children's
1: novelization of Spartacus <laughs> from the <laughs> Stars Network?
2: Blood and sand. <laughs> blood and sand.
1: <laughs> oh, Spartacus, blood and sand—not the
2: film Spartacus. No, no, no. Yeah, this right. is this,
1: yeah. This is Lil
2: Spartacus.
1: <laughs> I actually, i just finished the children's novelization of. Uh, oh fuck! What's the show that everyone likes, including me, about the cater waiters? Oh, uh, party down. Party down. I, well, it's just another show on stars. Sure. There's no dongs in that, though. Okay. I just finished reading the novelization of Boss, starring Kelsey Grammer. Okay, good. The junior novelization. Yeah. Little Boss. Illustrated. Little Boss. <laughs> the illustrated novelization. Sure. Big Boss, Little Boss. <laughs> 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 There's a tiny, bald... Bald Kelsey child. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> um, so... It's a it's such a great book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a favorite of mine as a kid and you know, the, one of the things is children are children children are amazing learners, but the way they learn things is to make you read a book over and over and over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure. They learn by repetition.
1: And previously his favorite book had been his favorite category of books had been list of types of truck. Yeah. Which is a broad category. You would be surprised. <laughs> One of our listeners, Zena, sent us one of those, but we have like three others from just that have just appeared in our lives, and he knows all the trucks. Yeah. Oh, backhoe loader. (laughs) This kid's not Uh. even two years old. Backhoe loader. Like, I don't know what, I don't, what is a Terra bus? (laughs) I only know because (laughs) of this list of trucks. It's a kind of van, like a van truck that they use at Antarctica to go around and do scientific research. Oh. Oh like with the tank treads, yeah, you got it, oh, like the thing like the the, yeah sure. things of the thing oh. you got it, so so i'm happy, I'm happy at least that this is actually a really good book and and because it's such a good book, it's very rewarding, but the thing the the story is the protagonist falls into essentially a dream world, and in the dream world, for one thing is dong's out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's nude, a nude little boy. Oh. it, it the, he
3: puts sounds on, so much better when you say he's just nude as opposed to his, his out, dogs. His like he's being led hey, with kid this everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's whip point, it out, <laughs> Junior. <Yeah. laughs> at one point, he makes a, a suit of armor out of batter mm-hmm. and wears that for a while, but then he goes back to being nude. But he, it's a great story. There's these bakers who want to bake him into a cake. But he escapes and then he goes and gets the milk. It's very fantastical and sort of a dreamish thing. But at the end of it, the moral of the story is it's because of Mickey, the protagonist of the story, that we all have cake in the morning. Uh, oh, that's the setting whole, a bad it, precedent. Yes, a very bad precedent. Sure. Luckily,. Right now, my son doesn't know what cake is. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the good news. <laughs> sure. The bad news is, I think he may have reason to figure it out at some right. point. Yeah. He's 35, he's an and I can't keep the secret <laughs> from him much longer.
2: <laughs>
1: but that seems like a really fucked
2: up thing. And he's the reason we could all get super stoned. Like, <laughs> <He's, laughs> is cake. Is morning cake something? I mean, I guess there's... I mean, I think I think that encompasses... Pancake. Pancakes. Muffins, English muffins, banana bread, scones. Those
1: are all morning cakes? I think those are all types Thomas, of morning Thomas, why aren't cakes. you Googling this yet? <laughs> I don't believe that. Pancake. Pancake. Cake but... made in a pan. Yeah. I
3: guess. Griddle cake. Griddle cake. Uh, Johnny cake. Johnny cake. Hop. Hop. <laughs> What's that hop? you are
1: just listening to
3: different Flat names for pancakes Yeah, <laughs> flapjacks. Yeah. It? Uh, no, it's like a – what is it, a Johnny Hot Nut? There is a difference between yeah, pancakes Johnny and flapjacks. No, yeah, one of them uses <laughs> like cornmeal hot. instead of uh... – Yeah, Johnny yeah. Hot
1: Nut <laughs> is the – Johnny the Hot Nut, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Hot Nut. Johnny Hot you see Nut it, otherwise you went couldn't into see hot nut.
2: Can, I, uh, can I share a book-related mishap
1: that I had recently? You're going to have to make the text bigger. If you're going to turn it around to show it to me, Thomas – Thomas thinks he can just turn... This is a netbook. Thomas is turning around the screen, the 7-inch screen of a netbook. With the eight-point 8.5 on it. Dana Snyder wears corrective lenses. Yeah. I've got eyes like a fucking hawk, but even I can't see that all the way over there. From the kitchen. Apple yogurt cake with a cinnamon sugar... That's not a b- breakfast cake. Dark gingerbread pear cake. Again, not a breakfast cake. You've presented me with a list of cakes, Thomas. Oh boy. Thank you very much. This is just uh, Thomas's uh, favorite kind of say, book. Uh, his list of cakes. olive and something breakfast cake. This person, this blog, says eat cake cakes for breakfast for morning enjoyment.
3: I mean, what is your? What's going on in your life that you're start? You know, I'm Pam is starting over today. I'm going to start treating myself the ways I never treated, my, my husband left me, he was no good. I'm going to have cake for breakfast every day. I'm going <laughs> to empower people hey, around the world. fuck off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. F- fuck your face,
3: yogurt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm having cake. I'm having, from, I'm now on, th- it, from now on, I'm having cake for breakfast yeah. and cereal for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe the character in the
2: night kitchen, maybe the moral of the story is just say, fuck it. Right? Yeah. 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 And I don't know if there's a, you know, if there's if there's a, another version where he's wake and baking, and then, you know, maybe he just quits his job.
1: There's this one. You know what I like to think? Now I'm imagining that the entire thing was inspired by a Devin the Dude song called Do What You Want to Do, mm-hmm. which goes, do what the fuck you want to do. That's basically the whole chorus.
2: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like these are, you know... At least, Devin the the Dude had the night kitchen in
1: mind. The moral of the story is Devin's wisdom, which is, fuck it, bitch, you groan. Sure. Do what you want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is a really inspirational message. Totally, especially for a young kid. They might start taking things seriously and trying. The difference between a good children's book Mm -hmm. and a bad one is so vast. (laughs) We have a lot of books. We have this book called... uh, not my truck got stuck. It's a truck, but got my truck got mm-hmm. stuck. Knockoff book called "Sheep in a Jeep." No, <laughs> "Sheep in a Jeep" is the worst story ever. For one thing, it's about some sheep driving a jeep. There's no reason that they're driving a jeep. There's no <laughs> place they're going. It does rhyme. Did
3: you Did you know that? <sighs> is this uh, like sponsored by? Jeep, yeah. Like when you go to the dealership, hey, uh, you got kids? It's actually, oh yeah, get them young. Here's our children's book, get them young.
1: Sheep it's, and a Jeep. It's actually, it's funny you mentioned that. It's sponsored by Sheep. We were <laughs> oh, at a like sheep you. farm, yeah. and the farmer gave it to us <laughs> as a sort of inducement in an attempt to close the deal. Werewolf. <laughs> but what's amazing to me is how many children's books that rhyme mm-hmm. uh have on a seemingly completely random meter. Like, mm-hmm. you're writing a chil- – you only are responsible for 200 words. <laughs> right? I mean, if,
2: well, I, well, I mean, I think I think probably part of the problem is that these days all children's books are written by celebrities who are basically coked up all the That's time. That's true. That's true. They live in a Hollywood fantasy world. Sure. No one's telling them no. Absolutely. Sheep in a Jeep was written by Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Uh, Jessica Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Same thing. <laughs> On a train trip
3: between Burbank and San Diego, she wrote the entire book. Mm-hmm.
1: But I really like. I need. I realized that if I don't want to hate my life, yeah, I am going to have to be really, really careful about what books enter my home.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like you're the you're the arbiter of that, right? Like, you don't have to. People give you things.
1: That's yeah. the problem. Mm. The problem with with trying to control what enters uh, your sure. tr- like. I also would love to not have toys that make random electronic noises. Sure. Um, because that number one. I don't think children even, I don't think it even makes a difference to children. Yeah. They don't really care. My son certainly doesn't understand why when he presses something, it makes a particular noise. There's no doubt about that. But also, it's it's a fucking living nightmare Mm. to have these noises. (laughs) It's like living in, you know when they say like to, to torture prisoners at Gitmo? Sure. They play like Metallica really loud so they can't think straight. Yeah. That's where we're That's where I'm yeah. at with truck noises. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> that happened with my uh with my little niece. She had they were very careful about nothing going in and someone gave her one of those it's like a big looks like a big soundboard that just lights up and runs no, noise uh nonstop and boing sounds and chicken <laughs>
1: things and the one that, the one that my son has the the cruelest part of it yeah is that when you turn it off it makes a fucking long <laughs> ass sound <laughs> <laughs> it says like well gee thanks playing with me (laughs) i'll see you next time you turn that switch and turn me back on but for now it's back to the old crowd to get uh, more sound cartridges go to www.screamingcowboy.com. if you don't turn me on every day i'll die (laughs) don't leave me in the closet for too long we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go Hi, everybody. This is Justin McElroy, and in the rich fiction we just created, the hosts of this podcast have gone for a little pee break. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. Quick, while they're not
2: looking, slip our comedy in. I'm Griffin McElroy, the baby brother, and stop, I'm the police.
1: What are we doing? This is my brother, my brother, and me, where we take questions and turn them into wisdom. And make fun of you. We make fun with you? We make fun with you because English is our second language. Well now it's getting racist. <laughs> we racist. have we literally had 25 seconds and we did racist with it. So wait till you see what we can do with a whole hour on my brother, my brother and me. We're brothers, we're experts, and we're sorry. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Dana Snyder, uh, most
3: recent winner of the uh, Wadlord here in the booth.
2: <laughs> we did. We had a, a knockdown drag-out game of Wadlord right. during I the break. I
1: put in all of the money that I had saved for a down payment on a house. Yeah. It was, uh, there was so much money in this it game. Was it was really even, exciting, though. It couldn't even be folded into a Wad. It was too much cash. Sure, yeah. I'm basically... The wife in that one Albert Brooks movie. <laughs> I lost the nest. Oh, uh, uh... Lost in America. Lost, lost in America. America. Right. God. I watched Lost in America not that long ago. It is way more intense than I remember it being. Intense. <laughs> like, Super intense. Like, as a intense. kid, I just thought it was silly and funny.
2: Yeah. I mean, I know. It's like, it's so funny because it's like... I guess that came right after like modern romance, right? A movie where nothing happens where right. he's just sitting around like listening to his answering machine messages, and then he buys shoes from Super Dave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's great when he buys those shoes from Super Dave. That Dan is a very go. good scene. Oh boy. Uh,
2: but yeah, and then yeah, and then and then this kind of fraught, you know, uh, anxiety what? anxiety
1: nightmare. Let me ask you this question.: Sure. What percentage premium would you pay to go to a store, a shoe store? Where Super Dave worked, and I'm not presuming that Super Dave, Dave Osborne, Albert Brooks's brother, mm-hmm. Dave Einstein, sure is his real name, um, right? Son would, of Park Your Carcass. Would
3: what, what, I don't, what's that? Uh, That's his father. Was a famous comedian named Park Your Carcass, <laughs> and he had a both you know both their fathers, uh, and was famous for dying. On stage on the dais at a Friars Club roast. Wow, really! Not just dying, but they opened his chest up, and because there was like a roast for you know whatever, Norm Crosby or somebody, and he's there, (laughs) and he fell over into like George Burns' lap. Everybody laughed. They thought he was doing some joke. Found out he had a heart attack. Put him up on the table for 45 minutes because there were there were heart surgeons in the audience. Right. Yeah. So like five guys dr- jump up there who've been drinking for five hours. I'm sure had his chest open. Someone massaging his heart for like. What 45 they cut him minutes. open with? Just just a pen fucking, knife. Like they wow. literally like steak knife. Yeah. Alcohol clear the
2: thing. Yeah. Dump some uh, dump yeah. some scotch on him. Yeah. Like kept wow. him going for like
3: you know some guy had his hand in his chest massaging his heart for 45 minutes. Yeah.
2: Wow. I guess that's how you – yeah. yeah. I mean, if
1: his right. name was Park Your Carcass, you could see how he saw fit to name his child Albert Einstein. <laughs> that's right. He's like, this is – what can I say? It's a conservative name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a modest name to give your child. <laughs> I did name him something ridiculous like Park Your Carcass. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Sorry. I, uh, oh, how uh, much would you pay to – Give me shoes. 100%. Shoes. 100%. 100%. Sorry. I 100%. So I, I you pay would $100 pay double double for a
2: uh, $50 pair of shoes.
1: Okay. What about you, Dana? Uh, Because here's the thing about Super Dave. He's funny as shit. Yeah. And he's funny doing anything. He doesn't have to be doing a bit to be funny. He has a very funny manner of being in the world. Yeah.
3: The question I would have is it might be more fun to go in and try on a bunch of shoes and then stiff them and leave. No, <laughs> you know, after just after, enjoy after the after comedy. An hour and a half. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? These aren't really worth it. Thanks for the
2: laugh, though. What? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you get back here.
2: <laughs> See you later, asshole. <laughs> Man, fucking Snyder's got a Super Dave impression ready to go. He's
1: <laughs> got one locked in the chamber. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have, you gotta have a, you're going to have a few impressions ready. Sure. For any Jordan Jesse Go episode. One of them is Super Dave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? It's gonna Another. come up. It's gonna come up. <laughs> Another one is James K. Polk. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Gotta have a good James K.
2: Polk. That's a good one because no one because you know, he was president before recordings. Right. So, so you have to work from written an interpretation.
1: notes. <laughs> well
3: it's you, but you're working from written notes. Much sure. like uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis in
1: Lincoln yeah. Yeah. right? Knows. In copious amounts of research mm-hmm. yeah you gotta you gotta look into it, you got of course you gotta exhume the body mm-hmm. investigate the anatomy, right. How is, big
3: is his mouth? All these questions coming. Sure. So be lower, higher. Well, this this is si- the c-
2: sinus issues. Sinus. Wide yeah. sinuses. Yeah. That's going to
1: affect your mm-hmm. uh, your your whether pitch. Your pitch. Sure. It, yeah. Right. This pitch is, is an the, the issue. kind of stuff <laughs> a Bill Hader does when he's preparing his James. Exumes bodies. He'll <laughs> exume a body. He's not afraid to exume a body. Sure. He's doing what he's got to do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Maybe that's the reason all my SNL editions uh, have never gotten me on the show is because I haven't been digging up any corpses. Yes, that's you and, true. That's the same reason Rich Little was never
3: on
1: Oh, okay. and Never went the the extra mile with his impersonations. It's, yeah. it's possible it's because Megan Mullally's not your aunt, cousin? <laughs> what was it? That, that Megan Mullally was integral to Bill Hader. Bill Hader's the best, let's be clear. Sure. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well-deserved place yeah. on Saturday Night Live. But he like he but got cast him. based on a sketch show in his friend's backyard. <laughs> something like that, That was yeah. promoted by Megan Mullally mm-hmm. because she's his something? It's so, it is something like that. His nanny. Yeah. She is his nanny. Right. Yeah.
3: I take a little work on the side. <laughs>
2: uh, you never know. <laughs> never Show since, business is very fickle. It's sure. Will
1: and Grace. And I try and, you know, stay Just busy. Just odd jobs, dog guest appearances. walking, <laughs> some temp work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I can understand that. Dude, I let you do an internet series. <laughs> dear, me and Jordan have both really been enjoying uh, your television program, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Oh, I- It's uh, It's probably the strangest television program I've ever seen. Yeah.
2: I've got a, I've got a behind the scenes story about the show, actually. Oh, I'd
1: love to hear it. Uh, Hello.
2: I, uh, I auditioned for the show. I got the script ahead of time, read it ahead of time, really thought it was funny. Something that jumped out to me is in the pilot, there is a character where the character name, I don't think he's referred to himself by name, but the character oh, name I think is, he is Eddie Pepitone. Yeah. No, he is.
3: He is referred to every, every show. They're like, Hey, Eddie, how's it going? <laughs> I, I think, no, the, maybe the last one when Satan came in, he was
2: like, Eddie. But yeah, the full yeah, name is, is the, Eddie Pepitone Demon. Yeah, is the right. whole name on
1: the <laughs> yeah. script. We and should I should explain that this show takes place in, in hell. hell. Yeah. A sort of green screened office version of hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Very, very cubicle heavy uh, version of hell. And <laughs> lots of corporate manuals for everything. Every day is Monday on the calendar. <laughs> they wear bad, like. Uh, Best Buy
2: polo shirts. When they have a the... bathroom break, they have to go and become toilets. Yeah, for their, their head is <laughs> in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's funny. So I looked. I'm like, oh, that's great. Eddie Pepitone's on board for this. That's that's great. He'll be great in this part. And I went to the audition, and Eddie Pepitone was there auditioning in front of me. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, aren't you already in this? He's like, no, I have to audition for this part. <laughs> oh. I mean, that's got to be the most insulting. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. How do, how do you you know you want? How do you not get that?
3: Yeah, that's, I've got, you know, I've had a lot of, uh, many times doing it, uh, a, a voiceover audition for something and it'll be like, you know, we want a real, like, you know, say like Maurice Lamarche type. Yeah. You're sitting there with Maurice Lamarche. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's, uh, you're probably going to get it because if they say, if they say your name, you'll be the one
1: who doesn't get it because they
3: never know what they fucking want. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: That's the that's what they call the wisdom of Lamarsh. Sure, <laughs> Low wisdom.
2: Yeah, that would be funny if like I saw the actual show and it was like um, it was like Michael
1: B. Jordan yeah. or something, just Ron, like Rod White, right? Uh, yeah. Exactly, Rod White. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen an episode with you in it, Dana. Uh, I've been in. Uh, You're in
3: I most, in, right? Uh, yeah, I was in uh, the I was in a little bit in the first one. I'm in a, I get there's I have a lot more in the second one where they haunt the house. I'm
1: possessed. The one I saw involved uh, like a fish concert.
2: Oh, yeah. That's
3: the. F- yeah, that might be this week's.
2: You've okay. got kind of a weird goatee in this, right? A soul patch. A soul patch, sure. Do, nah, do you play d-
1: demon or just a man?
3: I am Gary's old roommate. Uh huh. So whenever he needs connections to the surface, I'm his guy. We used to share our apartment together. I've turned his old room into my humidor. <laughs> uh, and this, yeah, the one I, he possesses me because he can't. His girlfriend can't see him because Satan's using it, this apartment as his uh, as his bang
0: phone <laughs> garden. His so bone. he
3: doesn't want it to go up for sale because he wants to keep it. So Gary has to haunt it with you know maggots and blood and all
1: that stuff. It is a strange program. Yeah. It's it is her- strange in the context of other shows on Adult Swim, because everyone is wearing red makeup and horns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: It's, well, you know, it's really neat there's to watch it because... There's fields of flame
0: everywhere.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, that's what's so neat about watching it, though. Like, there's so much other crap in there that was nowhere near... I mean... Right. This is not on the level of, you see, like, making episode. Two Phantom Menace and these yeah. guys got the dots on and there's some green screen that's, you know, bigger than this building. This is like, you know, an, uh, a two by two green screen. And so, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but that's they still like, to, how can you make it look that awesome? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah green exactly. Screen around
1: and and yeah, reframe exactly. to create a composite right. <laughs> green screen. I mean, screen. I
2: would call the show Guillermo del Toro-esque in its combination of practical and CGI effects.
1: That's a really good point. Uh, what they're going Thanks. for.
2: <laughs> yeah. Specific <laughs> remesque.
1: Yeah, I th- I didn't spot Doug Jones, but I presume he'll be involved at some point. Oh, sure, absolutely. That's wonderful. <laughs> hey, wait, I-, I promised that we would that I would discuss this Rubber Band Man sure. by the Spinners. This is one of my favorite. The other day, a couple of weeks ago, I went to what was advertised as an estate sale mm-hmm. in my neighborhood of Los Angeles, Mount Washington, and it turned out not to be an estate sale, which typically is a big disappointment because mm-hmm. there's some fucking mm. asshole advertising their garage sales and estate sale, but they're not dead. Sure. They're sitting right there. They want to sell you their old baby clothes or whatever. Oh, boy. Luckily, this guy not only was he a very nice man, he'd been an R&B DJ, so I got to go through his whole record collection and buy a bunch of records, Wow! which was wonderful, and, and I also bought a number of CDs from him. One of them was a Spinner's compilation. <clears throat> I, I love the Spinner's. I'm on record as saying that when I'm an old man... All I'll do is listen to the spinners, the stylistics, the chylites, possibly the whispers, maybe the Manhattans. Occasionally Harold Melvin in the blue notes, but only the Teddy Pendergrass years. Um, sweet soul is like my old man music.
2: Yeah. This, I mean, this is all part of the record. Yeah. No need to, no need to go back over it again. (laughs) So people can just go to their local
1: (laughs) library and look this up. Yeah, right. On can, the microfiche, sure, it's, it's on microfiche. Most local, you, you can get it on ILL if it's not in your sure. local <laughs> library. If you have a lesser library system, I mean, don't mean to be rude, but you can call the reference desk of the New York Public Library. There you go, they've got that.
2: So I, hey, I, hey, I think we can all agree the local library is a great
1: place to hang out. I, it That's is, right, it is really fun. They have story time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homeless Guy's Jacking Off. Yeah. yeah. And Story Time and Masturbation Time with Homeless Guys on the Computers.
3: Free Ken Burns movies. Sure. <laughs> all the Ken Burns movies you care to
2: watch. Yep. There's only one there. Uh, A lot of movies you can rent in Russian. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> I have never been to the library here.
2: Yeah. I in used Los to Angeles? go
3: all the time in New York. I don't even know where it is. They don't have them here. I mean – It's got to be around here somewhere, right? Like the main – is there
1: like a main branch? No, it's just like – No, they've replaced replaced all the libraries with Tesla dealerships. (laughs) It's Ducati of Beverly Hills now. That's right. There's that really nice
2: one downtown that's kind of like that classic giant multi-floor library. And then there are a lot of like lesser libraries that are mostly homeless guy jack-off areas. (laughs) But yeah, one downtown, <laughs> highly recommended.
1: So I I love the Spinners. I've mm-hmm. been listening to the Spinners compilation for for a, a lot of time. Look, mm-hmm. I got these on LP, but you can't mm-hmm. listen to LPs in your car, sure. So I I've been listening to this Spinners CD, and one of my favorite Spinners songs is this song called Rubber Band Man. Now, Rubber Band Man is slang. A rubber, uh, rubber Band Man is slang for like a hustler. Like a guy that keeps his his wad, so to speak, in a rubber band, right? That's what, you know, like a, as in the song Rubber Band Man by T.I., produced by David Banner. But the Rubber Band Man, in the Spinner song, The Rubber Band Man, it, I can't even... So it's a really great song. So Thomas has it loaded up. And Thomas, have you, have you got the track arm to record as well? Okay, so... So I thought that we could just take a listen to Rubber Band Man, pause a couple times in the mm-hmm. verses. That's what makes it fair use. We're analyzing it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we could just address some of the themes that come up in, okay. in the song by the Spinners, Rubber Band Man. And look, if you're haven't, if you not familiar with this song, you got a treat ahead of you. This is a great song. So, Thomas, why, why don't you start Rubber Band Man here? This is a really fun intro. Mm-hmm. It suggests a rubber band. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And a cool fanfare too. Like it's really getting you ready to enjoy. Something's
3: coming. Yeah.
1: You don't know what it is yet, but something well wait coming. until you hear the first yeah. verse, because that is the theme yeah, of the true. first verse. Is they get your fucking ass together? Get dressed. You and me,
0: we're going out, to catch the bedside. So you will okay, okay so, so pause it there,
1: pause it for a second there Thomas. This is the f- theme of the first verse is get your shit together yeah. we do not have time to fuck around. we don't have time to wait. we don't give me my special hat and my special cane. get me my good shit, yeah, because the rubber band is about to jam. <laughs> okay it is like it is an epic build up for this act, like this is gonna be this is like going to see Sinatra in his prime mm-hmm. whatever the rubber band is, yeah, this is tremendous, sure, and this is not this isn't something that was
2: known at this isn't like about the song the rubber band was created for this song,
1: no, this is like do you know how you hear? You know you hear about when movies were just invented and they would show something where the train was coming towards the audience mm-hmm. and everyone oh, would jump yeah, out right. of the way? That's the level we're at with the rubber band. Like, this is something that is blowing people's fucking minds, okay? This is some new, new mm-hmm. shit that is really... Okay, go, go ahead and press play, Thomas. It's a great song. I love this song. Man, Ooh. you'll
0: never heard a sound
1: You're gonna lose control. You're gonna shit your pants, is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. It will void your bowel. Everything
3: he does seems to come out right. Everything he does comes out right. Okay.
1: Okay. So, everything he does comes out right. Seems to come out right. This is this man. He is like a man god. The rubber band man is a man god. He is, this is like nothing
2: you'll, you've ever seen before. Okay. So they're, they're not going to see the rubber band. They're going to see the rubber band
1: man. Well, it's unclear whether they're okay. going to see the rubber band, comma, man or okay. the rubber band, band, band man. man so far. Because yeah. he does put a pause in there. Mm-hmm. The rubber band man. man. So it could be the rubber band, comma, okay. man. Although that he did just say appreciate. everything
3: he seems to do everything he says
1: yeah comes so it does out, seem like it is the rubber band man it's just some some jesus type right flawless sure amazing this guy's turning coal into diamonds like fucking superman let's let's listen but listen to verse 2 because verse 2 is the verse where we really start to get information <laughs> specifics <laughs> not just hype but specifics about his act the
0: town, i was so surprised i was hearing the while the now when i saw this Guy, a man between his toes. Wait, God, God,
1: so what? Man got down when the his toes. Whoa, wait, what? Wait, I'm sorry, excuse me? Okay, pause that. This is a hit song. Sure. A huge hit song from the late 1970s. In the first verse, we learned what an amazing act right. we're about to see. We need to get dressed up. We need a hat and cane sure. yeah. to go see this act. Okay, this is the act of the century. In verse 2, we learn what the act is. (laughs) A short, fat man stretching a rubber band between his toes. Then, the piece de resistance, (laughs) it finally reaches his nose. (laughs) Finally! (laughs) So they're going to a freak show. (laughs) It seems like a circus act. It's not like he's a three-legged man. He just is putting a rubber band between his toes. Yeah, he could just be a very bored man in an office yeah. supply closet. Sure.
2: Yeah. Later, you get to see his uh, little pig made from an eraser.
1: <laughs> it is a truly baffling. Oh, he's
2: very good at paper football. So keep
1: playing, keep playing the song. And this is a serious. The Spinners are a serious band. They perform serious love songs. This isn't a. This isn't a song by Alan Sherman. (laughs) But, so I looked it up on the internet. The guy who wrote the song for the spinners was, okay. And then he wriggles it up around his nose. How could he even wriggle it to his nose? Up his gut?
2: Yeah, boy. To his sternum? They seem to have an unrealistic, uh, uh, Real like unrealistic ideas of what a rubber band can do oh
3: absolutely no doubt about that I'm guessing none of them have ever even seen a rubber band sure they read it in the song like oh they all do that
2: it is is this just the product of you know 70s psychedelics is this or is is this is this also like a metaphor is this also like a Bob Dylan I'm waiting on my man kind of thing
1: or Velvet Underground excuse me I'll tell you what the explanation is on Wikipedia okay uh, the explanation on wikipedia i'm i'm going to uh, i'm going to open it up on the internet so that i can um, uh, so that i can tell it exactly so turn the music up a little
0: and then had come on baby what the <laughs> fuck
1: The ad-libs are amazing. Sure. Because they have all the commitment of soul music, but they're about a short, fat man playing a rubber band. Like, can you imagine being the baritone in the group? Yeah, and you having to say, what am I harmonizing with? And you just, you get one line, and it's like... And he put it on his toes. Right. <laughs> right between his toes. Okay, the song, written by producer Tom Bell and singer-songwriter Linda Creed. Tom Bell is a, a, one of the most legendary uh, vocal soul uh, singer-songwriter producers ever. Uh, was about Bell's son, who was being teased by his classmates for being overweight. Intended to improve his son's self-image, the song eventually evolved from being about the fat man to the rubber band man.
2: Boy, yeah. The I only I, could, I, don't I don't even see the, the journey the old, of that happening. Yeah, well, I think it's it's mushrooms. You eat a <laughs> bunch of mushrooms and then you write a
1: song and then. <laughs> to be fair, this is like the late seventies. Sure. I think these probably guys probably cocaine, angel dust, angel dust. Okay, <laughs> these guys are on PCP, lifting up cars. Yeah, sure. just writing songs. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Um... Yeah. What, what part of that would improve? Is it that everyone enjoys his freak show so much? That the guy's gonna put a fedora hat on and a silver
3: tip cane to go see a fat kid. Yeah. I, to be which fair. Which then switch to rubber, that he's got some skill of being a, playing a rubber band. I'm imagining a top hat.
1: Just so you know, mm. FYI, uh-huh. a silk topper is what okay. I'm okay. I-, I
3: was picturing Huggy
1: Bear, uh, sort of. <laughs> oh yeah, like a know, floppy, uh, the real, shirt. The, yeah, the like a big late '70s. Yeah, you know yeah, what, yeah, What about the kind with with like uh, uh like a like a long velvet? Mm-hmm. You know that kind of hat that I'm talking oh, about yeah. with like a long, soft, like yeah. a plush, something something with a something something with some nap to it. Yeah. <laughs> Some um, weight, some expense. Exactly. Some so, look of quality. Is this,
2: is this just a product of like, and, uh, and I'm no music historian. I never claim to be. Uh, but is yeah, this- If you just want to talk some... to
1: a music historian, Peter Goromics, your man.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Not Jordan Morris. Right. Lester uh, Bangs
1: might have a few insights,
2: but <laughs> right. not you. Uh, is this just some sort of like, I mean, I can't get away from the thought that this is some sort of like psychedelic thing, or this is some sort of drug metaphor, like, uh, I mean, again, this is not the genre of you music. This they, is not a Donovan song. You think they
1: retconned...
2: Right. This the, is coded
1: somehow. There, There is a period mm-hmm. where vocal group soul music went psychedelic. There's a producer named Norman Whitfield mm-hmm. who wrote some big Motown hits in the 60s. And then when Motown went to albums in the early 70s after uh, What's Going On and, and Stevie Wonder, um, he produced some albums for The Temptations. Uh, that had psychedelic themes. Uh, one's called Psychedelic Shack. Uh-huh. That goes Psychedelic Shack, that's where it's at. Psychedelic Shack, that, that's where it's at. <laughs> one's called Ball of Confusion. Mm-hmm. That's what the world is today. Um, itching, it, off <laughs> itching off all my skin. Itching off all my skin is another one. Spiders get them off, sure. It's a sort of grand... We used to use for the KZSC News uh, in at at our college station in Santa Cruz. I used to use for the newscast music... The intro to one of those songs it was called Masterpiece from mm-hmm. an album called Masterpiece. And the intro that was just a sort of a vamp um, went on so long that I could do the entire intro I could ju- I didn't have to edit it to make <laughs> it. I could put down this record by the temptations, a singing group. None of them play instruments. let's be clear. <laughs> put it down, drop the needle on it. I could do the whole newscast like three, four, five minutes. Over the intro to the first song on the album. Like before the Temptations started singing, I could do the entire thing. And that was because of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And a sort of. And a grand vision of self that one can only presume was inspired by cocaine. Sure.
2: So I guess so yeah. So what are the what are the elements of psychedelic booze? Yeah, you have that long, vampy kind of um, you know, uh wall of sound. This has a throbbing cocaineish beat. Sure. Yeah, well but, but, but then you just then you have, you know, kooky lyrics that, you know, are a metaphor for something. This seems to have this that seems to be keep a you to balance perfectly you out, pleasant then. soul song. Yeah. Maybe they don't bit... want to like freak you out if yeah. it was like he's a guy with knife face. There's
1: no yeah. the you thing on is, your it's...
3: drugs and start like freaking. Whoa. out as opposed to like oh it's just a happy fat guy playing
2: <laughs> rubber band. <laughs> yeah. I'm or maybe, so maybe there's great, a version guys. of this song that does have Sitar's and um, <laughs> rain sticks right. and
1: flugel horns. You think this is, this what we just heard might be the cocaine remix? Sure. And there's a like a mescaline remix.
2: Right, right. I guess that's 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 the track that I'm on right
1: now. Okay. I, no, I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. possibility. I wonder if w- what I think is he wrote. First of all, he knew he needed to have a fat protagonist. Sure. A fat but beloved protagonist. Initially a false Staffian character. Yes. <laughs> Initially he tried to write a song a story song where the fatness was incorporated into what made the character so beloved. Mm-hmm. Then he remembered that people hate fat people. <laughs> he remembered so he, he himself even yeah, finds sure. fat people <laughs> disgusting and horrible. His own child was a disappointment to him, yeah. despite the fact that he was trying to encourage him. And so he then said, I'm going to need to give him some other admirable characteristic. And he looked around and he's like, Stapler, no. Yeah.
2: Okay, explanation two. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's a kind of a, uh, the showbiz explanation for why the movie Prometheus is so weird is because it was a mashup of two different scripts. Uh, I guess someone had written this um, – You know, science fiction, the first humans story, and then someone else had written an alien prequel. And they liked elements of both stories, but then just mashed them up into this one script that kind of didn't make a lot of sense. I'm guessing these songwriters. You have a woman who wants to write this heroic, uh, or I forget which songwriter it was. One wants to write the Tom Bell wants to write heroic, about his son, the, the heroic son. fat boy. But You're, then
3: there's also this is the chocolate
2: in my peanut butter, yes, peanut butter and my chocolate. But I'd say maybe there's a hudsucker proxy-like boardroom of men wanting to sell rubber bands to kids as toys, as musical instruments, and they're like, why can't we ah. just combine this fat guy song and this rubber band product placement song? And that's what we have is this kind of confusing thing that is neither the one nor the other. So you think big mm. big rubber is behind this. Right.
1: Well, big band. <laughs> 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 we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse Goh. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. And I'm Dana Snyder, p- Peter King. He is a real he's a yeah, real pita cake. I got Peta a, sure. a pita truck. Pain in the ass, am I right? Oh no. Hey this week's Jordan Jesse Go brought to you by Marin on IFC.
2: All new episode this Friday at ten PM. Hey. Got some guest stars
1: on this show, Jesse. Oh, yeah. What are we looking at? The Marin Show
2: has a Judd Hirsch, Gina Gershon, Aubrey Plaza, Adam Scott will all appear on the Marin Show. Dennis Leary, also a
1: producer on the Marin Show. Fridays, 10 p.m., IFC. Also, we've got something up on the Jumbotron. Here's a message for Eliza Peterson from John. Congratulations. I'm going to say John B., Mm-hmm. Because, you know, because she knows more than one John. Sure. Mm. Congratulations, right. Eliza, on defending your PhD and good luck in Seattle. I'll miss you, especially our conversations about poo poo.
2: Makes now, me I should know say, what a PhD was on. He yeah, wrote poo poo. He an extra, riffed a little ooh. bit.
1: I riffed. I wanted to say poo poo.
2: No, I, I mean I support that decision. I just I – and mean, again, in the interest of clarity. She might know two Johns. She right. might have two different running jokes, one about poo, one about poo One okay. could be her five-year-old. <laughs> nephew who would
1: say poo poo, and the sure. other John is her, you know,
2: sophisticated lover, adults, yeah, just 45 poop. year old
1: man who would say poop. She, right. al- she also has a five year old nephew who's a Samoan boy named Poo Poo. Poo poo, yeah, mm-hmm. which is you, also uh, yeah, that's right. To confusion, so, so yeah. there's a lot of I just wanted to be problems. clear this
2: up, so Eliza, hopefully, you know, call us if you need any more information. If but...
1: you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's quick, it's easy, it's cheap. MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor any of our shows at Maximum Fun, email our developer. Development director, the beautiful Teresa Thorne, mm. at Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love. Love. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: I'm Dana Snyder, America's uh, melodrama sweetheart. <laughs> really? Oleo.
1: Yeah. I'm the last one doing it. You're the last one doing melodrama? That's right. Like, or uh... Oleo, the brand of margarine.
3: Yeah, no. no. Oh, yeah, no, what's that? Oh, yeah, Oleo. My grandfather always said, get me the Oleo. I'm like, look in the fridge. I have no idea what he's talking about. What the hell is oleo? It's <laughs> like, he means the margarine.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's the weird. Your grandfather's like, I'm dying. I think it's dropsy. You're like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I that know. is, Grandpa. I know it's dropsy I'm going to go play Pong. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Give me the borax. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go outside and play with your hoop and stick.
2: Yeah, I'll just sit here and eat soap flakes. <laughs> what? What? Flakes? Hand me my powdered
3: sorry?
1: toothpaste. <laughs> my tooth powder.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Excuse me? <laughs> Perhaps... <laughs> I'm out of here. I gotta do go to a different thing yeah. from the '70s. Well, no
3: breakfast cakes for you. No breakfast cakes for you. And don't mess with my spats. <laughs> I just had them pressed with my along with my collars, I'm which going, were not attached to my shirt. Uh, I'm going to see the Rubber Band <laughs> Man tomorrow.
2: <laughs> okay. I bet that you know. I bet that's just like a flop house where they did heroin, right? Like, right. like oh, gonna see the Rubber Band Man. I'm gonna get oh oh, and you tie off your thing to get a vein. Maybe that's it. No, I think if oh. it's a,
1: if it's a, I think it's like a hustler guy. Okay, but I do think that could be the guy you go to to score.
3: Uh huh. Right? Could could hold the? Yeah, what, I'm going with this one now. He puts the that
2: Rubber tube band. To,
3: to close to get his vein to pop out. He puts one edge between his toe and the uh,
2: other
1: he, one in his mouth. Maybe oh, yeah, no? maybe
2: he's just trying to find different veins in different places. Maybe the ones you I know, think on that's his true. The toes and the nose. Distended. Yeah.
1: Those are the nose is a great place for, a, of course. Cocaine. Oh, and then there's
2: that there's that line we didn't listen to. He's like, and then he puts it under his balls. <laughs> <laughs> that he, makes a lot of sense now.
1: Yeah, I guess it does. Harder yeah. to find a vein. Puts it under his balls. <laughs> <mouth. laughs> yeah. Is
2: that what they do? Yeah, you th- I think when the that's 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 a junky thing is when they run out of veins they get to the go last and, like, vein. That's the one under your balls. Yeah, you know you've hit rock bottom when you're injecting, injecting, injecting
3: something in your are black your tar heroin. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> right into the gooch. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Ooh, I really gotta quit this. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more. <laughs> yeah, no! <that> really- <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: I I, didn't know, I knew about between the toes, but under the balls, I yeah, did yeah. not know about. Thank God you did it. When something momentous happens to you, let's just say the first time you run out of veins and you got to shoot up under your balls, uh, we ask that you call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun, two zero six nine eight four four fun, or email us at jjgo at for momentous occasions. We've got three telephone calls this week. Thomas, why don't you run out of that first one?
2: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Elizabeth in Oregon. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I just saw a bald fucking eagle soaring majestically through the air. It was amazing and beautiful, and a line of cars stopped to watch it. Nature! Okay, love you
1: guys. Bye. <laughs> Number one, love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, great work. Sure. That's the, This is the kind of momentous occasion we're looking for this an inspirational momentous yeah, occasion. Yeah, patriotic a little bit. On Eagle's yeah.
3: wings, we soar. I don't Nature think, is and yeah. immediately sending it to the digital forum. Sure. By pulling the cell phone out and <laughs> <laughs> calling a podcast. Yeah. Oh my God, it's beautiful. I got to text this too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I actually had a couple momentous occasions. Sure. Uh, my wife is going to have a second child. Congratulations! Thank you very much, and uh, we... it will be an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
2: <laughs> we just God, found God willing, eagle. The test yeah,
1: ca- the test just came back. Uh-huh. It's a Kazaki golden eagle. <laughs> oh, that's really that's really great. And they're endangered, so that's awesome that she's. They are. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> and uh, we just had an offer accepted on a house. Check it out. We're buying the house next door to our house. <laughs> well, wow, hey, that'll
3: make it easy. I
1: know. Yeah. We're still going to hire movers, though.
3: Yeah. That's the
2: complicated part. You got them to come and like, all right, uh,
1: you well, know, like we get $10 stuff, a mile. Do you think you could
2: just open your house's window and then the other house's window and toss a lot of it through yeah. the window? <laughs> I mean, that's some so. kind of shoot through the two that you can just sort Hell, of yeah. like those- Like the old
3: at the, at the breweries where the boxes of beer would go down with all the wheels on it. Slight incline. If I could bring in Laverne
1: and Shirley on this thing, I think I've got it made. I don't think I I need the mover. I still
3: think they have one of those at the uh, Sears at Burbank, at the mall in Burbank. When you, when you get a bigger item, there's one of those weird wheel things that the thing will you know, your microwave yeah, or whatever. right
1: Sure. Can I ask you a question, Dana? This came up for me. I think on, I was just on Never Not Funny, our friend, with our friends Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. I think this is where, that's where this came up for me, but it's something that's really been bothering mm. me. And I haven't gone to Google to type it in yet. <laughs> is this a real type of store? You get a big catalog. And I'm asking mm. you this because you got a couple years on me. So you were more sentient than I was when I think this was a thing. You get a big catalog, you mark what you want in the catalog, then you bring it to a counter in a store. Like, the store is just a counter, like sort of like the counter in an auto parts store. Right. You give it to the person, they're like, you want a 224, a 421, and it's 963, and that's like an electric tea kettle, Mm -hmm. a Hot Wheels set, and a, a personal massager. Right. And you give them, you know, you pay for it, they go in the back. And someone brings it out for you from from like a warehouse or something that's in the back, like the world's cheapest store, basically.
3: Yeah, it's no the floor cheap- models. Yeah,
1: so. it's like a pre Costco. I feel
3: like I do remember some kind of place like that. I think it's like, real. I think it is real. Like isn't that like I what, what it, Sears started out as? I
1: think that's real, and unicorns aren't. Yeah, that's what I think. No, I'm no, not unicorn, sure on No unicorns one. work at those stores.
2: <laughs> That's who you get the, the, back, the That's why to. you can't see yeah. it. That's why everything has a big hole in the they're, middle of it. Because well, they carry efficient. it with their horns. They're very efficient with the
3: stocking and things, but sure. they're terrible customer service, so they just keep them in the back where they don't have to deal with people.
1: I know sure. in my head. They're always high. They're, they're getting high. Yeah, exactly. I, in my head, I know exactly where this store is. Yeah. Which is if you start at Mission Savings and Loan at the corner of 16th and Mission, which is a Citibank or something now, uh, and you cross the street. Towards the BART station entrance in San Francisco, and you go to the left, there's like a sort of an alley you go down, and then there's storefronts right there. It's right next to where there's like a Walgreens.
2: <laughs> it seems like,
3: I feel yeah. I like that's it's like, one of those if, two, like a, a place you get the, like your Pepperidge Farm fruit baskets and like a yeah. weird like gift. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got those in the back. Uh, some weird like catalog only, but they have one store somewhere. That, How about like, a
1: special edition Cadillac?
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> It'll be around for us. I'm
2: thinking just a giant uh, kind of tin of peanut brittle.
1: Yes. That's how yeah. yes. you get it. Yeah, all things. that, the the
3: tri-flavored popcorn in the <laughs> tin yeah, yeah, with sure. the yeah, yeah.
2: caramel and the ch- cheddar and then
1: the boring. Like a huge inflatable home swimming pool. Like a huge mm, yes. one with yeah. 20 yeah. feet across. Yeah. That's what you get at this store. I think it's real.
3: Yeah. It's a lap pool. Like basically uh, maybe not as expensive or fancy stuff as
1: like a Brookstone. Yeah. Weird, weird, well, it uh... was this was let's just say this wasn't a Brookstone type neighborhood that I grew up in, yeah, wasn't uh if it isn't if that they what sold I... butterfly knives and those <laughs> combs that slip over your middle finger, <laughs> yeah, those would be the two most important those are hard to find these
2: two I guess when I'm thinking of like a like a cowboy movie, someone going to the general store and saying to the guy, I need a you know bag of feed and a yeah, length right. of rope, maybe this was just the the time between. Sears and Old West General Store was this other thing where you still went up and said. I
3: I feel like at some point there – I remember one of – I feel like I remember one of these in Las Vegas, but it was some really national catalog store that just had catalogs, but then they would also have like – like this was their shipping center, but you could also go in instead of having it shipped if you were lucky enough to live in the town where this thing was – you could like go in and get it be like you could go to like amazon today if if they sure. had a little like how the bakeries would always have the outlet right. in the back like right. that kind of thing like attached to the back of this warehouse for you some can get all horrible old washing <laughs> yeah, machine exactly
1: right i was dri- i was driving to palm springs recently drove past the Skechers factory mm-hmm. or at least sketchers world headquarters was in-
2: joe montana working there
1: yeah i saw joe montana yeah. greeter out front he gave <laughs> me a nice nice firm handshake sure uh speaking of firm, you should get a load of his butt since he wore those started wearing those crazy shoes. Didn't he get sued because those don't work? Did he get sued personally? I think he got sued. Because, Why would you sue John wow. Montana? I think because he said that those
2: shoes worked, and they don't. but they don't. I could be wrong about that. I, let's let's Google that. That What's, seems wrong mm. to what me.
1: What I think is really great about those shoes is that the principle behind those shoes is it makes it hard to walk. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the fitness principle. It's sure. like what, you could do any – like you could also just wear snowshoes all the time. Uh-huh. You could – you could put glue on the bottom of your shoes so it's harder to pick them It'd up. be constantly spinning. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's I... a thousand ways that you could make your walking 5% mm-hmm. less efficient. Yeah. Or take the stairs sometimes. Yeah. Get off one stop earlier. Yeah.
3: Park at the back of the
1: parking lot and walk up. I think that that, I think it's a real type of store. Yeah. Me I, too. But there's a thing. Like anything that happened before you were seven might or might not be real. Yeah. I think, right. <laughs> sure. I think they're real, including abuse. That's
3: right. Sure. I think the real. I I seem to remember some place like that too.
2: Yeah. Do we I have think- a Do we have a beat on? What's the Joe Montana thing?
1: Skechers sued. F- Oh, Skechers got sued for Joe oh, Montana okay. ads for a forty million dollar settlement. Sure, that's a that's that's nothing for the Skechers people. Yeah, and
3: they're, they're still fine. selling those selling guys those are shoes, rolling right? in shit
1: shoe money. <laughs>
3: yeah, they're still selling those, right? I, I mean,
1: I I there's there would be few band few brands for which I have less affinity than Skechers. <laughs> However, airwalk. That having been said, I think I prefer airwalk. Yeah, um, a retro thing now. Sure, like yeah, way airwalks kind of like kinda yeah, kitschy yeah. and fun. <laughs> Look at my airwalks. <laughs> I mean, possibly Big Johnson. <laughs> sure, um, but I was happy to see.
2: A you know, his factory. casino. You can get uh, liquor in the front and poker in the rear. <laughs> uh,
1: what, what I liked about I me.
2: remember as a kid getting that for the first time, just being yes, <laughs> yes. Like it really felt like I had <laughs> I had accomplished something. You'd
1: really moved up from big dog. I
2: get this grown up <laughs> shirt.
1: <laughs> I I was really happy to see a factory mm. store at a factory. Yeah. And it made me feel oh, really yeah. good about things. Because if you go to the factory outlet mall, yeah. most of the stores are selling goods made for the yeah. factory outlet mall. They're not selling the, leftovers. The good or... stuff,
3: which was like, wow, this was $300 and now it's $50
1: because they took it back from the – Yeah, there's very little of that at the factory yeah. outlet. There's a lot of stores now that have more factory outlet stores mm-hmm. than actual stores. Uh-huh. Nordstrom ha- now has more Nordstrom out- racks. Yeah. Has more Nordstrom racks than Nordstroms. Anyway, what's our next call? Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guys. This is Dan. Hey, from Dan. Iowa with a momentous occasion. I recently started beekeeping, and I checked my bees today <laughs> for the first time, and the queens are out and they're laying eggs. So, yay for me! Have a good one. Bee caviar for yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> quick, quick, eat the scramble up those bee eggs.
1: Do you think he's going to send us some honey?
2: I hope so. Maybe I think he's a now a... Hopefully, he, yeah. It's <laughs> just a yeah. box of bees. And, like, we open the box and they all hey, go in our oh, face. Oh,
3: this is like oh, a... <laughs> we, we to <gotta>
1: jump <laughs> in the lake. Nice yeah. package, yeah, right? That's how we get rid of the bears. I think he'll send us some honey. I hope so. I think if you... Here's a general rule. If you're out there in the Jordan Jesse Go listening audience, and you have bees that make honey, and you haven't sent us honey yet, W... T yeah. F. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Put Get it, on hey, that. put it in a bear, too. People send us candy from Japan, and you can't be bothered to send us honey. Which you're rolling in, by the way. You Because the bees more- literally shit it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't need that
2: much honey. Stop hoarding all of your honey. I want to know when you become a beekeeper, though, does it become
3: everybody you know is like, oh, where's my free honey? Because we've been yeah, friends for sure. 15 years. mm mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I've been trying to make this because I'm trying to make some money, go to the farmer's market once a week. And yeah. now I've got all my, my lecherous uh, scumbag
2: friends <laughs> who
1: just like vultures over his honey
3: rat. Oh, yeah. I got some... All those honey freeloaders. Yeah, right. All the honey
1: freeloaders. <laughs> I got some inside information on this. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law lives in a house and her landlord, Will Rogers, the chairman of the Trust for Public Land, where mm-hmm. I used to work, is an urban beekeeper. not that urban of a situation. We're talking about the Berkeley Hills, but a a relatively urban beekeeper. Yeah. And she says that uh, his shed is full of honey. He gives it away to all the donors for the Trust for Public Land. All the major donors get honey, and he still has honey left over. He doesn't know what to do with it. So if you're out there, no excuses. Yeah. And you can send it to us in the honeycomb so we can do that thing where you chew the- Oh, I want mine in a bear. You want yours in a bear? Yeah. Maybe both. You wouldn't settle for a mason jar? No, come on. Bear. Right? Well, I'd pick I'm, a mason jar.
2: I've I got, I got to stick to my guns on this, right? <laughs> I would honey like... comes in a plastic bear. I'm sorry. Well, I if would you enjoy... get it in the
3: mason jar, then you get to get a piece of honey coated in the, the That's honey. You know, my, I have, yeah. I have a honey.
2: general opinion. That's this what is what I'm not going to be popular. But I gotta tell it like it is. You're straight. You're a straight talker. Too much shit comes in mason jars these days. <laughs> Everyone's giving you something in a mason jar, and they want you to be delighted by it. I was the first nine thousand times, but now all this shit's in a mason jar. What more things need to come in bears and other animals, mammals specifically. No reptiles. No amphibians. Give me something in a container shaped like a popular mammal.
1: Can I ask you a important question? Yes. Marsupials.
2: That's a gray area. Koala Mm. bear? Oh, yeah, sure. If I could reach into its pouch and (laughs) grab handfuls of jam,
1: (laughs) then I would. I'm I'm getting up inside you, platypus. (laughs) Sure. Give me your sweet platypus jam. (laughs) Lay some eggs in my mouth. But seriously, send us some fucking money. <laughs> yeah, Address is on the website. Get on it. Just do it now. Find yeah. something else to put things in other than mason jars, too. And not just you, Dave from
2: Iowa. You could be a giant man, baby. Yeah. Baby, That'd honey. be a funny like theme of a bar. You know how they have those like, old-time cocktail bars where oh, yeah, you get them yeah. in julep in the mason
1: jar? They have like should have adult baby bar. <laughs> what
2: about <laughs> where you get a gin and tonic in a baby, baby bottle? Baby one is
3: scotch? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know
1: what? Our fucking our fucking after hours nightlife business yeah. is is fucking about to blow up. Yeah. Because between Dorothy's Sure. Secret gay bar. The secret gay bar. Or, or
2: classic gay bar rather.
1: This is a gay bar this is a gay bar that we're gonna open. And the <laughs> theme is gay bar pre stonewall. So you get all of the like you get all you get all of the comfort of knowing that like you're in a major city, like you're unlikely to be gay bash, the police aren't going to come in, et cetera, et cetera. But you get to do stuff like jack people off behind a newspaper. <laughs> totally okay. Yeah, it's totally it's even encouraged. Yeah. At it's Dorothy's encouraged because it's fun. Subterfuge <laughs> is fun when the danger isn't real. <laughs>
2: It's like those weird services that
1: kidnap you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it's like. a Michael what it's Douglas like. game situation. Sure. That's exactly what <laughs> it's for gay, like. For gay guys. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the th- what's nice about it is it's for the kidnapping service to work, you have to, be, you have to be turned on by kidnapping, which is a really specific thing. Mm-hmm. For ours to work, you just have to be gay. Yeah. You just have to be a dude that, that wants to suck a and dick. And, I guess, nostalgic. And, you know, <laughs> and a step, but I mean, madman. I mean, the culture is taking care sure, of Sure, right, exactly. <laughs> sure, suit put on us. Everyone wants to put on a suit and tie, even Justin Timberlake. Sure, you know what I mean. I think you know what I mean. He wrote a song about it. If you're out there and you have honey, you have pickled beets. I also want pickled beets. I will also take some pickled beets. <laughs> you also want pickled beets? Yeah, it should be in a wolf. You want pickled beets and a wolf? Yeah. I'll take pickled beets in a mason jar. So if you want to send me two jars of pickled beets in mason jars, go to town. Yeah. Will you transfer one of them to the wolf then? To share? No, I mean, I don't have a wolf, Dana. Yeah. Well, you can
2: just dump them out in a bowl.
1: And so you don't your have, choices don't tell, are-
2: Don't tell me they were in a mason jar, and then I'm okay with it. You're just going to close your eyes, so you stick have your fingers in your, in your a ears. A wolf yeah. bottle? Or just a bowl. Oh, yeah, either way. as long as they're not in the mason jar. I'm a principled man. There's a Ziploc bag. Yeah, full of pickled beets. But can I say I got a Zanku chicken down the block? I don't. I got. I got pickled beets coming out my ass. Okay.
1: I've I'm not gonna. One important thing to say. Number one, you have pickled Persian cucumbers coming out your ass. <laughs> they have pickled beets at uh, Zanku. They do. They do. Yeah, they're real good. Are they? They're very tasty. Woody, do you have to order them special? No, they just give them to you. No, they give you pickled, like, cucumbers and and radishes and shit. I think it's beets. I don't think it's beets. You dip them in a little hummus? I don't think those are beets, Jordan. Okay. Well, Google this. This is, yeah. It could be. Okay. I don't think they're beets. I think it's listeners that have to send us the pickled beets. Okay.
2: We can't just get these. (laughs) No. We can't just acquire these for a (laughs) nominal price. I'll accept jams and jellies. Huh? How about uh, my friend makes
3: uh, very delicious smoked cherries? Smoked for cherries. That sounds yeah, good. You know, Manhattans and things. But he's a big uh, grill, barbecue guy. Probably get. They make. They would definitely come in a mason jar, though. I'm not yeah, going to lie to you well, about it. I
2: got to stick to my guns. If if if, Jordan, if uh, the paparazzi snaps a picture of me
1: eating or drinking out of a mason jar, it's all over. They're beets. We have it confirmed. Beets. I stand corrected. We have a we have a listener who lives near me, who once kindly brought me a brisket. That's nice. Wow. So if you want to send me a brisket in the mail, you're going to have to think about logistics. You're going to put some thought Vacuum into it. Vacuum
3: pack, dry,
1: uh, dry ice happening. Yeah, the whole nine yards. It's like I ordered some soft shell crabs for my mom for Mother's Day from Maryland. She loves soft shell crabs. So, you know, they're going to come overnight in the, in the dry ice, et cetera, et cetera. If you're doing brisket, do that. And again, if you're canning at home, if you're putting up preserves at home, I really want you to think first about hygiene because I would hate to get a crippling uh, disease or possibly even die because of your your neglect. Some type of cross-contamination going on in the home. If that happens, on my deathbed, I will curse you. And a podcaster's curse is very powerful. Sure. Second only to a Jewish Jewish (laughs) source. We have have one more call. Let's, Let's take our one last call.
0: What's up, Jordan, Jesse, and
3: guests?
2: Um, my name is Jessica. I am right now living in Puerto Rico where I see a lot of crazy things, but I wanted to call with this momentous occasion,
0: and that is
2: that last weekend uh, while driving uh, in western Puerto Rico, we saw a guy pushing a puppy in a toilet in a wheelchair. <laughs> and it was amazing. pretty funny.
3: Was the guy in the wheelchair? Was he, like, drowning a puppy <laughs> that was wheelchair-bound in a toilet? <laughs> yeah, like... how big is this toilet? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, how tiny is the puppy?
1: Oh, boy. Were, so many uh, questions. Yeah. If you ask me, the whole goddamn territory is a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Puerto Rico Whoa. and Puerto Ricans. All right,
2: Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't hate Puerto Rico. No, they're great. Uh,
2: but I say, but I do I say make
1: them a mistake. Yeah, yeah nice. right let them vote. Yeah. Get some, get some let, of that. They had a
2: referendum. They said they want to be a state. I say let them be a state. Uh, hey, I, I just—I this was our last call, right? Yeah. I actually had someone tell me that they called in a momentous occasion. I had to say that we don't—I don't screen the calls personally, right? But—but uh, but you are very hands-on. But I am very hands-on in that I show up and do the podcast and <laughs> then go home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you collect a check. I collect a yes, I do. I cash <laughs> a check. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have my hands in all sorts of pies. Fair podcast pies uh sarah a few mince pies yeah a few mince pies uh sarah who is uh, a very nice lady who gives out the samples at my trader joe's said she called in a momentous occasion the first time i came into the store and it was really great i really that was a real thrill
1: someone who gives out samples at your trader joe's listens to jordan jesse go yes how come she hasn't run this up the flagpole? We've been needing to be sponsored by Trader Joe's for five years now. I know. Well, I don't know if she's, you know,
2: talks to their like ad sales department. I I'm think sure she's she like does. in charge of like samples, and she but says they, she listens to the show while she's. she's doing a If they game.
1: trust her with ricotta, you know, with a, sure. with a nice ricotta like a like a tortelloni, mm-hmm. I know a, a lot of times
3: too, like the executives, that's what they have them do, so they can see the. Right, she's probably one of those. She's probably like an undercover boss. Yeah, right. Oh yeah,
2: undercover boss. She did have kind of an undercover boss vibe, Mm -hmm. and like I really really... nice shoes on, but she's just wearing her Hawaiian shirt and uh, right. And she told me I was fired, (laughs) which is weird because I was just shopping there. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Um, I
1: love Sarah from Trader Joe's. Yeah, she's great. Man, I wish Give there was somebody that listened to Jordan Jesse Go and my Trader Joe's. You wish to come to the Trader Joe's.
2: Tr- to drive way, way out of your way to come to the Trader Joe's <laughs> on Santa Monica and La Cienega. <laughs> you
1: live an hour away from me. <laughs> but it seems worth it. But hey, I'm hanging with Sarah. In retrospect, it seems worth it. Somebody recognized me at Costco the other day mm. for Jordan Jesse go, and wrote something on Twitter but didn't say hi. Mm. Yeah. That seems like someone's going to murder you. It, now, I'll be clear. They wrote something really nice on Twitter. It didn't seem like – but it, it still feels like someone's going to murder me yeah. much yeah. more so than if they said, hey, it's funny it to seems see like you yeah, at this Costco. Is the,
3: I've had that happen a couple times and it's kind of – it's weird a little bit because then you're like – Wait, who's who, here? Uh, oh, God, What's it was going only on five me? minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, like who is, who is like watching you? Like,
1: also, like yeah. I don't – I get recognized if I'm, not, uh, if I'm not in line at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater or what have you. I we're talking about. I'm, someone says something to me once a month. You get recognized
3: a by a specialist.
1: Yeah, by someone who is even a, more so than you, Dana. I don't know. Maybe. I think podcast fame is one level below voiceover fame. <laughs> <laughs> late night, I don't know about that. late night cable voiceover fame. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, I think that's generous to podcasting. <laughs> I think I think ham radio fame is above <laughs> us at this point. We're all your, above. I got uh, your book ham radio change. card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you blue balls? <laughs> yep,
3: I am. Hey. Good buddy. Guilty as charged. Breaker, don't breaker. Break. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, One know, minor, much,
1: my I don't know much about ham radio. <laughs> um, but I, I, honestly, I was at Costco with my wife waiting to get my tire fixed, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you. It would have been real cool if somebody recognized me in front of my wife. That probably would have got me laid. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like – that's a yeah. ki- that's social – that's direct social currency. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that keeps my wife with me mm-hmm. is that she knows I'm the kind of important man <laughs> that might get recognized at Costco, <laughs> Costco. <laughs> waiting in yeah. line for a chicken wrap. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You get
3: recognized sometimes where you – some place you just don't want to be like – Hey, uh, you know, buying two bags of lettuce at, uh, <laughs> like, it
2: like never sounds like,
3: oh, like, well,
1: it was in his uh, sports car. And, and when uh... I
2: get... <laughs> <laughs> right. Judging the Hawaiian Tropic Bikini yeah. Contest.
1: <laughs> On those occasions where I get recognized, I do, if I'm by myself, I wish that there was someone with me that was being impressed right then that I was getting mm. recognized. <laughs> because it happens infrequently enough <laughs> That I feel like it's a demonstration of the fact that I haven't made a horrible choice in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I need, like, I would just, I would like it if every time I got recognized, one of my parents was there. I yeah, guess right. That's what yeah. i to
2: say. Dana, that's why I kind of feel bad about what we did to you at Comic Con because, I mean, I bet you could just cruise around that place fucking giving high fives like crazy. And we, we made you sit backstage in an uncomfortable.
3: Stealing my pop tent, chips. Stealing pop
2: <laughs> chips. Where you could have been out there just fucking, you know, pressing the flesh. Oh no, I, uh
3: I get it. I'm like a, I have specialist recognizers too. They're very, we we always like, how would, you, how do you know what I would look like? You gotta go, you gotta do <laughs> the look deep tracks. They that shit up. Look like, that yeah, shit up.
1: You have to have the deep tracks. Uh, I, I think somebody, I I, th- I imagine a, a big Dana Snyder fan is a real Comic Con type, has a little bit of anger. <laughs> <laughs> is is definitely, like, definitely marked by anger. You know what I mean? Like, not that it's their defining characteristic, but you can see it in their eyes.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I think it's more chill dudes. Chill dudes? Uh, like dudes who like
3: to chill, right? Some of the right? guys I've met who have been very, uh, yeah, very into Aqua and Master Shake and I hear from on a regular sort of basis are are pretty laid back. Yeah, but you but mean that I they, think they? You mean
1: that they like to puff the gun? <laughs> uh,
3: well, actually, not even really. I don't think some yeah, of them they do. Well, certainly some of them they do, do like obviously. to puff the gun. The guys, I, I know a couple guys that they just—they're like just. I think they know somebody who's like master shake, so they
0: <laughs> like seeing bad things <laughs> happen to
3: them. Injury. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Or there's a the guy like, oh, man, you've got to my friend uh, Jerome is totally like that. And the guy who's telling you his friend is like that is actually exactly like that. It's like a complete a-hole.
1: I, I like the idea that someone is telling you, I got this friend who is exactly like that. You're like just nodding yeah. patiently. You're just waiting for it to be over. And then a human milkshake Yeah, right. <laughs>
3: Green straw instead <laughs> of pink. you yeah. like, little, whoa. Little, what? little wing
2: hands. Yeah, right.
1: Whoa. What? Whoa whoa
2: it's like, oh no he's a very nice guy he, i mean he looks like yeah, he i mean visually just, just
1: like him i mean technically the, the the real thing that's different about him is that he's a human milkshake yeah. Yeah. not his personality so much yeah there's a lot of people who are sort of belligerent but there's yeah. not that many human yeah, milkshakes exactly. so if you saw a guy that was a human milkshake would you say sure. you know that real belligerent guy would you say you know that guy who's like a man, but he's also a <laughs> <Yeah>. milkshake. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Data
3: Snyder, uh, watcher of the, both of them. You were,
1: yeah. I've you were watching. watching I in mean, the perfect light. spot to watch both of you. right? Yeah. Are, we <laughs> gonna, are you going to tweet later that you saw us, but you didn't have the nerve to talk to us? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't say who I saw
2: yesterday. Just
1: <laughs> say. Jordan, you're nice to everyone that comes up and talks to you, right? No, oh,
2: totally. Yeah, so am I. I mean, a double nice if it's a Trader Joe sample situation?
1: Right, because then you're going to get double samples. Mm.
2: You're getting <laughs> double, double cucumber pita. salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double which...
1: pita equals double nice is the Jordan Morris equation. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I'm totally nice. That's what you demonstrated using Feynman diagrams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dana, it has been so fun to have you on the program. Well, it's a pleasure as always. I, was, I,
3: as always, I've been on one time before, but I still yeah. a
2: pleasure. Sure. As always.
1: Well, it was fun that other time. That's we right. got <laughs> yelled got, at by that weird I got lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you didn't,
2: I'm sorry you're probably not getting any snacks out of the gym I mean, this time. I mean,
1: the thing is,
3: whatever you guys were doing up there was far less interesting than was what was happening listening to this woman <laughs> scream and yell <laughs> along the side of the stage and the engineer just rolling his eyes.
2: Uh, Well, we're glad we could provide that for you. Yeah, I I appreciate it. That was so
1: great, that time that that happened. I mean, it was sad that we didn't get to do the show. But I've never had something so noteworthy that I had so little emotional investment in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. I think the good part about it was that it was real easy to just say, fuck it.
1: Yeah, I didn't. We weren't getting paid. Right. We weren't, like, there was no issue. I guess, like... You know, bad for the fans that showed up. Yeah. Bad for our guests. But the fans that showed up got to have special one-on-one time with us. We went and talked to everybody. Had a nice time. Sure. Even without being given a tiny cup of
2: cucumber salad. I
1: want to point out, I do believe shortly after that it started raining,
3: right? Yeah, I did. So the people who were there to watch would not
2: have been able to... uh... So you know what? Blessing in disguise.
1: Yeah. yeah so hope- we got to eat at that sports bar for lunch. That was pretty good. ESPN. Oh the yeah. ESPN's. Yeah. yeah, we did go to the ESPN It was ESPN's. like the Fox Sports or oh, something. Oh, it was the Fox Sports yeah. Grill. Like, yeah, Fox right, Sports yeah. Grill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the ESPN's. Pretty good wings. <laughs> wings. Pretty good wings. Yeah, not not a bad ah. not a bad wing. <laughs> um well, I hope everyone will watch uh Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell on That's the right. Adult Swim network. On the Adult Swim network every Thursday at uh midnight, midnight. you know, Thursday night Friday East. morning.
3: It might be on at 9 o'clock here, but I don't know how here. I understand. I don't know what happens in the middle
1: grounds <laughs> of the Central Mountains. Here's what's going to happen. You're in college. You're high. You're just trying to watch the family guy. And, and then, then watch family guy a, a bunch a weird of weird shits. fat red guys show up <laughs> yeah. you 're very confused, but only for eleven minutes, yeah, yeah and then you get your family guy fixed. <laughs> yeah. you know with american dad probably <laughs> that 's right um it 's been a pleasure uh JJ, go at MaximumFun.org, 206 dot org two zero six nine eight four four fun our telephone number, Thomas madisick. On the boards this week, in addition to production work from our beloved producer, Sonny D. Brian Fernandez, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We will see you on the forum at forum.maximumfun.org. On Twitter, where you will be tweeting with the hashtag JJGo. And uh, probably on Facebook. And maybe a Trader Joe's. Ooh. Who fucking knows? If you had more, of would get Sometimes I go to the Trader Joe's in Eagle Rock. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go to a Trader Joe's in Burbank, in Toluca Lake. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if you work at the Trader Joe's in Burbank, let's talk about action items here. If you work at the <laughs> yeah. Trader Joe's in Burbank or Toluca Lake, number one, I want you to be in charge of samples or have a high power position that can give me free Parmesan sticks. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, I don't care what you're putting in a mason jar. Send it to me. Just make sure I don't get botulism. Do the work ahead of time. Sterilize. However, if you have done that, I don't care if it's creamed corn. Send it to me. But mostly I want pickled beets and honey with a piece of the honeycomb inside. Address is on the website. Go to contact. You know, if you want to send us candy from Japan, that's fine, too. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take pretty much anything you want to send us. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't send us any sarin gas. (laughs) Sure. Ricin. Yeah. Powdered ricin. Were you at UCSC when when two people there had a running joke where they would uh, borrow something from each other and return it by mail, and one of them borrowed... uh, cup of uh, laundry detergent, then returned the powdered laundry <laughs> detergent by <laughs> oh, mail. I and remember they that. they shut down the entire college I remember <laughs> that, yeah. It was like two weeks after the whole oh, anthrax geez. thing. It's oh. <laughs> like, doo, boy. Okay. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan
0: MaximumFun <laughs> dot
1: Maximumfun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.